anyone have a pre-session topic? No. Oh, I thought we already uh, done that. Uh, Crap. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's combat. That's a thing. I'm going to fight. Combat goes gates. <laughs> hopefully, it, uh, <laughs> hopefully it goes better than it did last time. <laughs> I mean, look, if Kadipa wants to show up and Mia wants to throw hands, I just hope that his hands are capable of catching bullets made of cold iron because he's going to have a lot know, of those. I just have this image of being thrown at Kanibo and just being like, claws out, Mia, claws out! Claws out! It's just <laughs> full raised cat, except it's terrified in the process. Is this guy something fastball special? <laughs> like throwing a cat into water. <laughs> Hey, Kanipo, I bet you weren't expecting this. We're going to throw the person you've been fucking, like, stalking at you head first. Catch this fox. <laughs> but I'm into this. I'm into this idea. I'm okay with it. Ben, ben, <laughs> ben I'm going to need you to throw her. I don't have any strength. And help, please. Ben, I need you to throw her. I'm dex-based. It was not the first time I've thrown Mia across the map. <laughs> Fair. Great. We have done that before. I'm just editing that episode now. Just toss like I I remember just sitting there thinking like why is Mia making me roll for her? <laughs> like why are we putting this pressure on me to roll athletics twice and Mia is just home free if I make it or not? Yeah. Uh, well, see the the trick is you get her to turn into a fox and then you roll her into a ball and you just bowl her. Oh, next time, next time. Kanipo is now a pinball. Uh, you can uh, knock out their legs that way. Yeah. <laughs> it right. means the thin man. They'll probably just break his shins. Damn thin man. I'm terrified and full of anticipation that one morning I will wake and have found the thing I need to eat. I will walk to a certain door and knock, my mouth watering in anticipation, and my smile spreading to reveal something altogether new. Welcome to Ash and Snow. We begin our tale back at the outskirts of the Thinland Farms, where a portal has opened in front of you. However, there is also some danger around you, as three Temigirs have emerged from the shadows. What do you all do? Clarification, we're outside the portal. Yes, uh, you're very close to the portal. Uh, you can easily go through it. You can make your stand here. It's did, your choice. Did these things come out of the portal, or did they just manifest? They manifested out of the shadow of the tree line. 
I mean, can they follow us into the portal? I would suspect as much, just actively loading his gun and getting just at the ready. Yeah, I'll pull out my, uh, I'll draw my sword just in case. It is a thin looking portal. It's almost like someone zipped open thin air. And on the other side, you can see this grayscale forest. Uh, the trees look dead, but there is a path clearly leading through it. Kanipo seems to be summoning you and now pressuring you to go in as the Timigers start to stride towards you. Go ahead and have everyone roll for initiative. Why? Why? Why is it again? Oh, man, why did I do so good on initiative? What? You never do good on initiative. That's terrifying. <laughs> I don't want to make Don't worry, decisions. one of the dogs also <gasps> flubbed it. I would be the furthest away from Varen as physically possible, respectfully. Okay, got it. <laughs> <laughs> you could be five more feet away. Mia, you are first to notice the growling from behind you. You're also the first to look beyond the Timigears. And see, within the shadow is a tall, thin silhouette. It's like an eight-foot-tall man is standing there just beyond the sight of everyone else. Though before you're able to really point him out to anyone, the shadow disappears further into the darkness of the forest. And the only thing that you see right before it totally disappears is a finger pointing out towards you and then making a gesture to come. I, I, uh, so Mia just kind of like looks over her shoulder to Freya and Viren and is like, what, what do I do? He's, he's kind of just asking me to come over and I don't feel like that's a good idea. And like, as she's kind of like, actively panicking. She's raising her fist, like, trying as hard as she can to be as tough as she can. Do you want to delay your action until someone else goes? Yes, I like to think that Mia is so afraid of everything that's happening that she's kind of just frozen. Gotcha. In that case, one of the Timigears runs towards Vin. It is making this odd, echoey-like bark as the dog-like creature with black eyes runs towards you and then tries to bite at you, then. Rude. It strikes and is able to pierce your skin for eight points of damage. I like being alive. I'm going to apply a selfish shield as this purple flame emanates right in front of me, which creates hopefully just a little bit of hesitation for him to pull back that strike but he's also slightly corrupted and more vulnerable to some of my attacks a little bit of that purple flame emanates and remains on his body at least for a little while okay so you will gain resistance to piercing damage equal to uh, three points that eight points of damage will be reduced to five the temigir then tries to pull out some of your shadow. And 
and I need a fortitude save from you. 18 plus 7, 25. A 25. That is a regular success. And so you take no damage as you see a shadow of yourself being grabbed like a rag doll by the Temigir that is able to shake the dog off. Varen. Varen is rather immediately just going to step his way over more in front of Mia. It's kind of like a... Totally gets out of the way. A definite, you're not going this direction. (laughs) I'm physically putting myself between you and it. I'm going to get a quick glance at this Temigir attacking Vin here. Uh, We're going to do a exploit vulnerability on this Temigir, but that's a nat one. Very much more concerned with trying to keep Mia out of the way. This does classify as a recall knowledge check, but sort of distracted here to this Temigir leaping at Vin. I'll end up being flat-footed against anything that that one tries to do. Quickly just level the gun, fire off a shot at this one attacking Vin uh, for a 16 to hit. That'll do it. Doing eight damage to that buddy. All right, the Temigir takes it. Does look worse, but is still pretty healthy. And after that, he's going to just turn to the remaining two and just shout out towards where Mia was kind of directing them as, like, he's over there. Just call, If you're wanting us to enter your domain, you don't need to be sending these beasts. Call them off and we'll go in willingly. A second Timigir pounces towards Varen. Rushing up. You know it's getting hit. It bends into the light and then reappears straight in front of you. Then tries to bite you, Varen. Even as it's rushing in there, it's going to hit. But as it is rushing up, it is going to get another shot straight to it. He's at the ready at this point. Okay. But just not close. It's rushing too forward. He's trying to keep an eye on the one attacking Vin, trying to keep Mia adjusted behind him and not getting charged at all. Just doesn't manage to catch it. Okay. That is all the actions for that, Timigir. The last one runs up to Mia. I feel like I'm going to get kidnapped. It does try to grab you. It's going to do an athletics check versus your fort DC to see if it's able to grab you. That is a 10 total. Your fortitude is 15. So it fails to grab at you. It's then going to try to intimidate you. How does it intimidate me? Just by growling really loudly. Mia would totally growl back. <laughs> Just grrr! <laughs> so your will DC is 16 and it rolled a 14 total so you're not intimidated by it but it is odd that the other Timigirs have made such hostile actions towards your party and is seeming to take a lighter touch with you do you want to act now? yeah I'm going to punch it just like Freya taught me she's going to like square up and like try to punch it as hard as she can okay. that dog <laughs> I don't know if it's going to work. <laughs> Unarmed attack roll. Unarmed attack. This is either that or go bonk with your staff. If you have a staff. You have a staff. I don't want to go bonk with my staff, though. 
It's more of a seeing-eyed staff than than a fighty fight staff. There, there. Punch a dog in the eye. I'm gonna, I I feel re- when you say it like that, God. I mean, yeah. they they don't have they're they're missing like the entire face is a void of eyes. I'm just gonna like try to bop it on its nose. <laughs> like it's a shark. Yeah, like a shark. Exactly. I'm glad you understand. You are welcome to try. Go ahead and make that roll. I don't bop it well. No, you try to swing your fists and the Timigir rears its head back and you just whoosh right by it. That's only one action, though. You have two more. So if bopping it isn't going to work, I'm going to use magic because fuck this. Part of my language. Screw this. All right, so... Bia grabs the the end of her staff real fast and kind of just blows on it. She casts light on her staff and just kind of uses the light, assuming that shadows aren't going to enjoy being touched by light. She just kind of lights the end of her staff up and pokes at it. (laughs) Okay. Now, light does have the somatic trait, which is manipulate, so it's going to get an attack of opportunity at you. Okay. Ow. That is a critical success. Ow. 28, doing 12 points of damage to you, Mia. I tried, Joel. (laughs) But yes, it isn't necessarily affected by the light, but they won't be able to use this kind of teleportation ability that they have through Shadow. That is a very good call. Vin. Is it safe to say weapons were out? I would say so. I I, I, I got this one. Thank you. It'll be a uh, 23 to hit. All right, your foul shard makes contact dealing 12 points of damage. And we'll do one point of negative damage. So as that shirik happens, this is something that probably hasn't been seen yet. I can't remember if I described this, but he brings the pole arm down, slices this dog creature right on the side, and then the flames begin to envelop within the wound, expanding not a fire attack, but something that is actually sucking part of that life out of him. Even he seems a little surprised by this action. And as he does, he goes, I intended that. And we'll strike again. That is a natural 20. The big spec. For 24 damage. Well, it's red paste now. Easily enough to kill that first Temigir. With that, I'm going to look at the one in front of Varen, which would be the closest one to my line of sight. And much like they are growling at Mia, I will try to imitate a growl there using some of that fire that I demolished with this particular Temigir to create an intimidating glare. 11 plus 7 or 6 is 17. A 17 will frighten that one Temigir in front of Vin. And that's me. Freya. I will take a five foot step forward, putting myself right next to Mia, and then with my weapon, I am going to two-action spell strike Gouging Claw, 
against this Temigear. That is a critical hit for 26. Don't touch the fox. Yeah. <laughs> Bad. Bad dog. Doing eight points of damage to the Temigear and ten more for the Gouging Claw. The Temigear is still alive, but looking very bad. Me is just looking at both of you with, like, tears streaming, like, I appreciate you so much. As Freya casts Gouging Claw, she has this now silvered short sword that she is uh, named the Talon, and it itself kind of sprouts fangs from it as uh, with an underhanded strike, she will sort of rake it down the side of this temperature. And uh, that is all three of my actions. One to step, two to spell strike. Varen, with that first Temigear now dead, it's your turn. Varen's just going to briefly, like, kind of interpose himself between Mia and the one that's kind of hounded itself back a little bit from Ben's stare. And briefly just turn, keeping his weapon loaded and ready at this thing so it doesn't go to bite him. And just briefly turn back to Mia a moment. Mia? Yeah? We're going to be fine. You don't need to worry. I'm worried. Get yourself whatever distance you need from this thing. You'll be safe. Listen, I don't know who I am. I don't know where we're going. What I do know is we're going to kill the Thin Man. This is going to be an encouraging words from Varen, uh, a new skill feat that I picked up. <laughs> I got to roll a diplomacy check here. It's basically battle medicine for stamina, but instead of rolling medicine, I roll a diplomacy check, a skill I'm actually good at. Ooh. And DC is 15. As a 24, nearly a critical success. Almost. You are uh, going to be able to give Mia back some stamina. Yay. So you are going to get back 1d8 stamina. Two stamina back. That's two more than you had. Yeah, it's two, it's two more health than you had before. I will take it. Going to briefly take a step and then just fire off a shot at this one near Mia. No time to look into what these things are further. This one is looking injured. The other one's a bit hesitant. So trying to get her some space is the best option that he has. Uh, just leveling off this rifle. And, oh boy, that's going to hurt with a 26 to hit. Another critical success. This dog, it's already injured. I, it's Have a gun. Have 35 damage. Have 35 I gun. gun. <laughs> I, I cast gun. I level a gun at this thing and blow a hole from a head to backside. <laughs> it is gone. Mia just like flakes blood off of her, her robes like that have now just stained and she looks down and she's like, this is acceptable. This is why you don't wear white, Mia. Baron just blasts this thing, looks back at Mia. Like I said, we're going to kill the thin man. <laughs> Exactly like that. You want to talk about your suppressed rage? The Temigear steps between Varen and Mia. It then bites at Varen, trying to uh, reconcile some of the damage that you've done to its teammates. And unfortunately, that is a natural one. Well, fortunate for you. Doesn't do anything on its first strike. On its second strike, 
It also misses with a 14, missing by five. Baron still has his arm leveled to where he was aiming for the other Temigir that he just blew into oblivion. And this dog comes up and goes to try and bite his arm, and the bird just kind of pops out of the tattoo and just pecks its nose twice. Just, no, bad, stop. <laughs> Birds are better than dogs, fight me. Mia, you're up. She, she steps behind Freya to just give the actual fighters space to do the actual fighting. Because Mia feels a little overwhelmed. She's like, I really like medicine. I'm really the more with you guys. The more I kind of just want to heal people. Yeah. Anyway, I'm here now just incoherently babbling to herself. <laughs> I am. Not that I think it's going to do much. But Mia will absolutely try to hit it with a daze. Perfect. So she she looks at the... What are they called again? I'm so sorry. Temigears. Mia turns back into a fox because she feels safer as a fox. And then through Freya's legs, locks onto this creature and just tries to bombard it mentally. And you succeed as it only gets a 13 trying to beat DC of 18, so go ahead and roll that damage. Damage! Take four mental damage from that. Like, sticks her tongue out like, mmm! Screw <laughs> <laughs> you! Alright, Vin. Vin, kind of surprised that everything is going on. We've had a lot of very aggressive attacks coming out of our side, and at the moment maybe I just see a little sad uh, dog here, but... That conviction to save Mia and seeing how sad Mia is as she slightly retreats backwards causes him to move forward and will reach out with his hand as this purple flame envelops and attempt a touch of corruption. I need a fortitude save, please. Okay. Pet the dog, but also kill it. Now, like, it's a 13 for its fort save. So you're able to damage it even more for six more points. Six points of negative damage as this flame envelops this Temigir, and his AC is reduced by two for one round. All right. As I do that, I use my third action to swing for a miss. 13 to hit. So yeah, AC has been reduced by two. That last strike missed, though. So I think that's all of your actions. All of my actions. Move on to Freya. Can she end this fight? I am going to close in on this Temigir. Therefore, um, kind of pulling in the flank with then. And I am going to just slash out at it with my sword. That is another critical success. Woof. I did this. Thanks to both your flanking and to the reduced AC. 23 gets 10 after the AC. So you damage it for 10 more points. It is very near death. Well, then let's follow it up with one more attack. As I see that my first one has hit home, I will wind back and strike again. 419. 19 also hits. For two damage. <laughs> two damage is enough. 
to finish off the last of the Temigears. Yay! You are now left in an open field as the portal continues to glow behind you. Should we, we probably shouldn't waste any time at this point. Mia sniffs at it. Varen's just got his eyes locked to where Mia had pointed out, oh, he's over there. Hey, Varen, you want to talk about it? You seem a little angry. I'm worried. Vin remembers he's mad at Varen and moves. <laughs> just a brief, as he's just kind of moving away. Good idea, Vin. We'll keep an eye on Mia. Make sure we're not going to get jumped from behind. Fantastic work there. You gave Freya the perfect opportunity in opening. Uh, give Finn some encouraging words, too. I don't accept them unless it works. I don't accept them unless they work. So if I fail, you <laughs> fail because I said so. Uh, well, that's a nat 20. So uh, I, they work pretty well. Uh, and you're going to get 2d8 health or 2d8 stamina. Ooh. Vin, despite your protests, you can't help but be inspired by Varen's words. You did good work. Uh, you can't tell me how good work I did, but okay. Vin is grumpy and goes to the corner to refocus. Once, once Varen was nice, fine. Still don't like you. After sniffing... The, uh, the portal, Mia kind of trots over to where it looked like Mr. Creepyface was standing. There is nothing but trees in the actual tree line now. Of course. Freaking course. She trots back very casually now. Like, ah. Taking a look at this portal does it seem like it's gonna be open for a moment or is this like a very brief window like do we have long enough for a 10 minute rest that is entirely your call do you think you can risk sitting around for 10 minutes with the portal open or are you gonna get inside do i think i could uh esoteric knowledge this thing and be like this is a weird object i don't know what this is and i want to figure out if we might be able to keep this open for a little while Shit, maybe. I mean, I'll, I'll toss an esoteric lore at this thing if I'm allowed to. Sure, go for it. I don't think Eleven's gonna do much. It's like, that's a weird portal. Hmm. I mean, we should uh, probably just go. We can see if we can find a spot to catch our breath once inside. I don't know how long it's gonna be open. Yeah, we don't know when the next one will open either. How are we gonna get back? We'll have to figure that out once we get in. Perhaps it'll open again once we deal with Kanipo, but... He has that key, supposedly, so maybe we can use that. Maybe that's how he's opening them. We'll have to find out once we get it. Freya, if legend is correct, don't touch it. I'm not going to touch it. If someone other than me can touch the key. But anyone else is fine. Just specifically, I believe that you are in danger if you touch it. Mm, yeah, that's the thing that does the, the obnubilate thingy. From what we read, yes, it yeah. would seem. And I like being alive. Uh, it does tend to be the state most seem to enjoy, and, well, company's been enjoyed so far, so... Are you ready, Mia? I guess. Alright. I walk right in. Oh, Head on in. Yeah. Yep. You all step through. And die. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you step through the portal. There is a sheer cliff face. It was all just wily Coyote painted. You walk off the side and fall. 
I hope you've all enjoyed Ash and Snow. Make sure to check out other Skull Tale entertaining podcasts. It's been a wonderful time. <laughs> uh, you, did you guys know this was only a level two adventure path? I like, know that's, that's right in the campaign. It ends here. Yeah, I was promised like two years of programming, guys. It was a, this is just like a weird decision by Paizo. Yeah, it's interesting. They, they released two other books as well. I guess they're just empty. They're, just they're blank. blank. Yeah, straight blank. It's, they're blank except one random page in size eight font that says, "We got you. Thanks for your money." <laughs> yeah, watch. They watch the stars and dreamers of the nameless spire. Just two blank books that they mailed out as a joke. <laughs> Still more content than a D&D book. <laughs> oh, shots fired. Anyway, you enter into the true Finlands. The whole area is dimly lit. There isn't really a sun to speak of. It's more like the kind of sky that you might see on a winter's day where it's just white and sort of bright, casting enough light so that you can see, but not exactly sunshine. The light from Mia's staff, from the light spell that she cast earlier, seems to dim. Its area doesn't extend nearly as far as it once had. Your shadows seem to be well-defined, pitch black, not like the kind of dimness with fuzziness that you might see in the normal world, but sticking out very Not worrying at all. Mia plays with it. She, like, picks her legs up and, and sees what the shadow does in response. Your shadows act just like shadows. It is just eerily defined. It's almost like looking at a Fantablack painting of yourself reacting exactly as you do. Um, I will say Mia feels an odd comfort in the dim light because it is something that she's used to. That that fading light from when her she's having a good idea or a bad idea. Like this is awkwardly comfortable for her. Kind of study it, watch it move, see if there's any like change at all in how fast it reacts. And just briefly put a small notebook, write something down real quick, set it back away. Any any place to catch your breath? Yes. In fact, that's all that you can do. As you're looking over your shadows, you hear a behind you, and the portal that you step through is no longer there. But yes, you can all take 10-minute rests, or however long you want, before you continue. As I sit there to meditate, I think Vin struggles with who to meditate to. He's been trained to meditate to Rory his whole life. He's from this monastery. He was put there at a very young age. He almost kind of naturally goes back to that space, saying those words in his brain as he tries to clear his mind. But he thinks about that purple flame around that Tenagir. And as he tries to focus on Hirori, he finds himself thinking in his head, Hey, uh, hey, hey man, n n know anything about this place? We're, we're friends, right? Are you trying to speak, 
speak to the voice. We're, we're friends, right? Vo- vo- scary voice in my head. Uh, you don't get a response. I hate you. Almost as much as I hate Varen. Okay, never mind. You're already... Ben's Ralph burrowing a bit over there. I'm sure he's fine. Uh, that's me. There you focus. Varen just spends most of his time readjusting, reloading a couple of the spent shots. Less him reloading it, more handing the ammunition to the weird bird coming out of his arm that then loads it into the gun before going back into his arm and just kind of glances down at it and just still don't understand how I don't feel that. We'll figure it out eventually. You get used to it. I I do the same thing with Jormungandr. Say as I hold up my snake, it will also meld into a tattoo on my arm. I think I'm getting the hang slowly of how to load this thing, but still, it's strange. The mechanism doesn't seem to work properly, and there's no powder necessary. It's it's odd. Well, not to interrupt this discussion, Varen, where am I going? Well, I don't know where exactly. Just kind of briefly look around to see if there was a path or something in here we could see, right? Yes. You are on a trail. There is a clear division of trees for you to be able to walk through. Nothing is stopping you from going any other direction, but there is definitely a clear trail for you. Well, logic dictates that this is at least partially tied to the first world. By extension, don't wander off. Um, If we lose sight of each other, we could be the last time we ever see one of us. Place changes at the mere whim. But... I think our best bet would be the presented path. We're here to take care of the thin man, and, well, seems he's cleared a path for us. Hopefully with less disgusting monstrosity dogs with missing eyes. How considerate of him. I mean, if he wants to invite us to court, it's easier for us to get there if he stops trying to hound us, literally. (laughs) I, uh... I wrote a poem about this not too long ago. It's eerily scary. Uh, this is this is from memory. Um, uh, in shadows deep, I trend this eerie trail, a twisted path where whispers, fears prevail. Each step I take invokes a creeping chill as haunting whispers dance upon the hill. The moon casts shadows stretching long and thin, unveiling secrets buried deep within. Each rustling branch, each howl upon the breeze, a night's a shiver makes my heart unease. Yet curiosity binds my weary soul to follow the trail no matter the toll. For in the darkness lies a tale untold, a mystery that beckons, oh, so bold. Though fear may grip me, I'll press on ahead through haunted forest where the lost have tread. With trembling steps, I'll brave the unknown might in the dark true courage finds its light so uh i'll go first yeah that was a that was a really good poem don't don't off don't offer okay i'll just go just keep your eyes peeled uh try to keep an eye out here but elwer in his home now so telling what we might run into uh all right Freya, you're you're in charge of keeping an eye on Mia. Varen, you're in charge of keeping an eye on me. All right, let's go. And Mia turns around and is like, I'll keep an eye on you. And she just like looks at you. The dark forest opens up into a wide clearing of ash gray grass 
and twisted thorn trees. In the clearing center squats an enormous tree stump, its top broken off at an angle, and huge roots rippling through the dirt like leviathans in surf. An ornate wooden door stands at ground level between two giant roots, faintly illuminated by a delicate paper lantern full of tiny moving lights. On the trees around you, the skeletal-looking birds with the feet like monkeys are somehow able to fly winglessly through the air and land on trees looking at you. Oh, I do not like that. No. Uh-uh. Gonna keep the gun in hand here. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, it seems the dogs have some friends. I would hesitate to call them bird friends, but that definitely looks like a beak and some featherless wings. Uh... The giant void of eyes uh, is still horrible. I don't see much other way to go, but there is a lantern over there, which seems oddly out of place. The lantern? I'm just gotta point down the direction for the, uh, paper lantern hanging off one of the trees uh, down this way. Mia starts walking towards it. Just kind of keep the group di- the group line up together of, you know, keep Mia in the center. Don't let anything jump in and grab her. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baron's got his eyes peeled for less dangerous creatures and more like weird things in this area. As you are approaching, each of the Gorgas in the tree begin to speak in a disjointed chorus as they say moon fox moon fox glowing bright come to the master spread the night Bea pretends that she doesn't hear it she kind of like tries to very stealthily pull down a bandana to like cover the crescent moon on her forehead and and just pretend like nothing is happening. She's just I don't hear anything. Everything's fine. It's kind of muttering Sylvan a little bit below speaking volume. Ben's rhymes are better. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I'm disappointed, but but I shouldn't be shocked. You've hired birds to be your telegram operated. <laughs> this is very true. I will reply in Selvin. And Vin is still approaching the lamp. Baron's not lagging behind at all. He's just got his eyes watching these things to make sure nothing dives down after anybody. Yeah, same. They're more just observing you as their heads turn in unison while you walk by. Though they have no eyes to speak of. Mia, you get the distinct impression that each and every one of them is watching you. And this is the worst case of, like, performance anxiety ever. <laughs> and you are in front of the door. Wait, there's a door? I thought it was by a lantern. Oh, God. There's a door right here. Look, when you say door, is it like a doorknob door? Yes. I poke the door with my staff first. It hits a wooden door. Assuming we're doing exploration actions and I we're pretty much all seem to be searching, I'm pretty sure P 
Pete would let us know if we need to do a perception check. I yeah. think we're safe on the door. Yeah. Uh, is Miyako's to open it? I, I feel like at this point she's, she's starting to get a little annoyed with the creepy man. Set a hand on Mia's shoulder. Stick to the center, Mia. We don't want him... For all we know, he could have an attendant on the other side of the door ready to grab you. Let Vin handle that. I'll, I'll open the door. You open the door. Inside is pitch blackness. Mia, your light only extends so far, about 10 feet in front of you, rather than the full, what, I think 30 or 60 feet that it usually should. Yeah, yeah, something like 20, that. 40. Do you all walk in? Well, provided it's seeming like nothing suspicious enough. Yeah, I'll be the last one through the door. I'll make sure Mia's in front of me. Make so sure that, to you know, close it behind us if we can, yeah. if there's a lock. You all walk inside into the darkness, closing the door behind you. There is a moment of pitch black when suddenly the room lights up. There's a slight as these rectangular dim lights open up in a perfectly rectangular room. There is an unfamiliar-looking kind of wall about the wall and the roof, as the roof has a sort of grid line. There is a very small, thin carpet lining the entirety of the floor. The lamps kind of buzz above you with a hum and flicker in and out every once in a while. On one of these flickers, at the very end of the hallway suddenly appears a tall, thin man. This is the first time, Vin, Varen, Freya, that you have actually seen Kinipo the Slim. He stands in front of you, nine feet tall, incredibly thin, with large, spindly fingers. His face is much bigger in proportion to the rest of his body has very small eyes but a large smile with dozens upon dozens of needle looking teeth says welcome my queen Ash and Snow uses trademarks and copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. Used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Ash and Snow is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo's Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Ash and Snow is copyright 2024 by Skullstell Entertainment, LLC. You guys can't look at me when we're doing something serious because I'm a laugh. I'm a nervous laugher. And I'm already nervous laughing. Just gonna slowly lean into the camera here. <laughs> no, <stop laughs> guys, this is an audio podcast. Oh no. Oh, He's a simp. He's a simp. <laughs> I was so oh, afraid that this no. is where that was gonna go.